This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the Brain Injury Program. It's my pleasure to have in the studio Kate from Brain Injury Hawke's Bay. How are you going, Kate? Good, thank you. It's so good to be back here today. Um, Every 15 minutes, someone in New Zealand experiences a brain injury. Brain injury can have a profound impact on the person, their whānau and the community. Whilst the majority of brain injuries are mild and will make a full recovery, we work with those that are experiencing some ongoing challenges. Brain Injury Hawke's Bay offers advocacy, support, information and education to all those that are affected by brain injury in our community. Our goal is to ensure that those experiencing the challenges of brain injury can easily access the appropriate supports required to live full and independent lives. Part of this goal is to provide education to the community in an effort to reduce the impact of brain injury. It is so good to be back on this morning. Um, So just to touch on some of the things that are happening at our end with Brain Injury Association Hawke's Bay, we have had an exciting couple of months uh, with new things coming Coming into fruition, uh, the first one that we want to talk about is our Fano support group. So that is a group that we have started for our Fano members who are impacted by a brain injury. We know that brain injury doesn't just impact one person, but also their wider support network. So every month uh, we run a Fano support group, and that is for the family members of those who are living with a brain injury. And it's a chance for them to connect with one another and to share their experiences, because for lots it's a it's a life changing event. So that has been an awesome initiative that our social worker Shireen has started up, and that is growing every month, which is really exciting. The other thing that is new for our team is we are starting up what's called a focus group and that is with all of our community organizations to raise understanding about brain injury and educate our community really because we we found that there are a number of brain injuries that are going undiagnosed or misdiagnosed and international evidence tells us that people with a TBI is, is really undercounted because they don't always know that they've got a brain injury that needs some treatment or that their their TBI has actually been misdiagnosed as something else. So we're starting up a group. Um, we've reached out to community organisations. If you are working for an organisation in our community and you'd like to know more about brain injury, um, you can email me on educator at braininjuryhb.co.nz and we're going to be running that group to to tell our community about brain injury and also hear from them about the people that they're working with. So that's a really exciting thing that's going to be starting up uh, this coming month. And the next thing that we're just going to touch on is our concussion in schools program. So that is a program for all of our schools across Hawke's Bay um, for our tamariki from year one through to eight. And it is an age-appropriate uh, presentation that we come into the schools and present telling our telling our tamariki what does your brain do can you hurt your brain what does that look like um, 
what could you do if you hurt your brain and what recovery might look like for you and, and for your family members as well. So if you are in a school, if you're a teacher, principal, parent, student, um, and you hear this and you think that that might be something that your school would be interested in, again, just flick me an email. We'd love to hear from you. The more schools that we can get in touch with, um, the, the further we can spread that important message about brain injury. So that would be awesome. And uh, since I knew you were coming in today, Kate, I did a bit of research myself. And uh, you kindly invited me in on your program to, to run a few questions past you. Now, you, you mentioned that uh, people might have a brain injury and not know. What, what might make them think, in fact, that they have got a brain injury and, and that they should do something about it? Yeah, definitely. It's a really good question. I think one of the big things about brain injury that we're finding in our mahi is that because we can't see our brain, we don't necessarily know that we've had an injury. So if we've fallen over and we've got a broken ankle, um, we can see that because there's a deformity or there's bruising. But mm-hmm. because our brains are inside our head, that makes it really challenging um, to identify. So there are a number of symptoms um, that can happen with a brain injury, and there's a massive, massive list Um, But some of the main symptoms that we can be looking out for would be headaches, fatigue, uh, nausea or vomiting, blurred vision, dizziness, uh, ringing in your ears. And those are all the the primary symptoms of what we would call a concussion, which Mm -hmm. is a mild traumatic brain injury. Um, But often we we don't necessarily make that link between a concussion and a brain injury. So the, the term brain injury simply tells us that Um, we have had an injury to our brains and that can come from a force to your head so it can come from us hitting our heads or it can be also from a big force or a blow to one part of our body that causes our brains to move within our heads. Would we expect those symptoms to be immediate or can they be delayed and not happen for a couple of a few days. Yeah, definitely. They can be immediate, but they can also take up to 48 hours to appear. So that's what we're telling our tamariki as part of this program is that if someone takes a knock on Saturday morning sport playing rugby or, or whatever sport that may be, it may not be until Monday morning when they come and sit down at school and try and concentrate on their mahi that, mm-hmm. that those symptoms start to appear. And that's the same with adults as well. Headaches. Are headaches Obviously, it's something to do with your brain, but uh, are headaches a cause of brain injury or are they just part of general health? Yeah, so there are the tricky thing with some of these symptoms is that they can come with a whole lot of other Mm -hmm. things as well. So it's more about linking have I had some kind of trauma to my brain? Have I had a knock? Have I had a fall? Um, Or has there been a big force to my body that that might be the cause of it other than just a standard headache? It's not necessarily something that we need to be concerned about re brain injury. Is there a difference, Kate, between adult and childhood brain injuries? I mean, you, know, you say, oh, kids get over everything. You know, they fall over um, and they heal up pretty well straight away. I mean, here I am getting on for 75, cut myself. I've got a scar for about four months. But if a kid does that, you know, it's almost gone the next day. Is, is that the same with knocks to the head or is that? Yeah, with, with brain injury, it is a little bit challenging. And again, the main reason for that is because we can't see our brains, so we don't know exactly what's happening. Uh, but we do know that for our children, for our young ones, their brains are still developing. So an injury to the brain can, can impact that, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, which can have quite a significant impact on, on lots of areas of their lives. For 
for children we're seeing that someone might have a, a big fall off the playground at school and they break their arm and they come back to school and their behaviour is completely different. So mm. it's about us coming in and, and making those connections that when they had that big fall, actually maybe they did take a bit of a knock to the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's causing these changes that their, their families or their, their teachers are noticing and not really knowing what to do with. Yes, well, because um, I suppose most people think knock to the head, you mentioned those symptoms before, dizziness, nausea, fatigue, ringing in the ears, uh, headaches. But the emotional problems, I suppose, are the hardest ones to pick up, aren't they? Because, you know, okay, you've hit your head, you've got a headache, a couple of days later you're great, but then the emotional issues come to... Do they kick in, in 24 hours or 48 hours, or could they be down the track? Yeah, there's there's no definite timeline in terms of the emotional impact. Um, we can talk about the physical, we can talk about the cognitive, the changes in the brain, but it's it would be... Um, not a good idea for us to ignore the the emotional mm. and social impacts that it has as well, and that can come down the track because recovery looks different for everyone. So while majority are mild and make a full recovery, for those that the recovery is taking a longer time, we're, we're seeing a huge impact on their emotional well-being mm. and also their social engagement, who they're connecting with, their friends, their family, all those relationships start to change yeah. if we don't understand what's happened. I guess from a parent's point of view, it might be easier for us to see a change in our children. We think, oh, maybe that's an effect uh, of what happened uh, a week ago when you hit your head at the playground. Would we come and see you uh, at this point or would we go and see our doctor who might say, mm, it's going to take a while, go and see the team of brain injury Hawks Bay. How does it work? Yeah, definitely. We, we would advise um, people to see their GPs if they've taken a knock to the head and that's really to make sure that there's not something more serious going on and also so that we can get that what's happened noted down so that if we do have challenges down the track, there's a history of that. Mm-hmm. That makes it a lot more um, appropriate to get more support. But also just knowing that our team is here and available. Um, we we are a non-for-profit service, so we're a free service that are here even if you're not sure um, if about what to do, about where to start. You know, we're always there. So you can phone us on 0687868875. Um, and we've got a team of an, a number of different people who can even just listen and hear what's going on for you and advise you about what your next steps might be. I suppose uh, we, we call concussion, which is really a brain injury, we call it concussion, and it sort of uh, diminishes possibly what it is. It's, it's, it is a brain injury, isn't it? So uh, concussion, is that a, a nice way of saying you're probably going to get over this? And brain injury, maybe you're not going to get over this. Yeah, in some ways, but I think uh, the big thing that we're trying to do is is recognising that concussion is a brain injury mm-hmm. and that Although it's a mild brain injury, you've injured your brain. And so it's important to recognize that and also break down the stigma around brain injury. Mm. Just because someone's had a brain injury doesn't mean that that will be lifelong for them, um, depending on the severity, of course. But yeah, concussion... Concussion is just an, another word that we use um, to describe what is called a mild traumatic brain injury. And for concussion, recovery is... For most, would make a full recovery. Yes. Um, we are starting to see the a longer lasting effects mm-hmm. of a concussion, and also almost recognizing that what might have been called a concussion in the beginning, we can see down the track that maybe it was more of a moderate injury rather than a mild. Let's talk about recovery. Is uh, I suppose this question is how long is a bit of string? Um, so if you get a bang to the head, um, yeah, how long before you get better? I know my own wife. Um, she got. 
I sort of smile about it, but it wasn't funny. Uh, my granddaughter closed the boot on my wife's head, and uh, she immediately uh, didn't feel very well, had a headache for a few days. But that headache has been apparent on and off for about three years. Mm. And she's been to the doctor, and so they have agreed that it's part of that concussion. Well, mm. here we are three years later, and you think, wow, it's still there. Yeah, yep, and that's that's the challenge is that it, for some um, it is it is a few days, a few weeks, but for others it can be much longer lasting effects. So we have, there are different really periods. So the immediate period after you might take a knock to the head that's really vital. Um, so doing what you need to do, resting mm. um, in that immediate period can be really important for what the rest of recovery might look like. Um, but yeah. It's we can't say how long it no. is for for one person because every person varies. But you're right, and we're seeing it in our mahi every day. People that are coming in saying this happened however many years mm. ago, and these this is what I'm experiencing now. I can't go to work. I can't concentrate. Yeah. I'm I'm having fatigue by the time it gets to one p.m. during the day. Um, so kind of just managing symptoms down the track as well is a really important part of recovery. Is there a, a recovery process that you recommend? You know, um, you mentioned about breaking your ankle, but you know, if you've got the flu, someone says go home, take some Panadol, sleep it off for a week, and you'll be right as rain. Is there a process for recovering from concussion or brain injury? Yes. Yeah, so concussion, uh, the process ACC, um, they have come up with six R words, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like the process of recovering from a from a concussion. The first one is recognised. So that's us having those conversations out in the community so that we know what the signs and those symptoms might be. So that if we take a knock to the head and we start not to feel well, we can think, hey, actually, this might be what's happening for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is remove. And that means that if we're playing a game of sport, that we get off that field if we've taken a knock, which is a really challenging one because yes. especially for our, our young athletes or athletes in general to that if they've taken a knock, they don't want to tell anyone Mm. because they don't want to come off the field then and they don't want to have any kind of stand-down period. But just recognising that um, we're all for playing sport and engaging in sport. We know the massive benefits that has and it's just about doing so safely. So that if we've taken one knock, um, if we take another one, that that can become much more serious. So the kind of cumulative effect of a brain injury uh, the third one, R, is refer, and that means going and talking to our GPs, um, which is what we mentioned earlier. The fourth R is rest, mm-hmm. and that is resting until we don't have those symptoms anymore. So that period of time is different for everyone, um, but it's it's the headache, the nausea, the blurred vision, dizziness, ringing in your ears, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. We're resting until... We don't have those anymore. And then it's recover and return. So recover, we're slowly starting to get back into the things that we need and love to do. We go back to work for mornings or we go back to training and we see, and if we don't have those symptoms, then we increase it day by day. So it's just a gradual return to doing all those things that you love to do. You touched on sport, and um, you know now a lot of professional sports people, in particular, are, for instance, noting the long-term effects of brain injury. That you know, like you said, that you know, you get hit on the head, you get up, you think, oh yeah, I'm not going to go to the sideline, don't want to stand down, I'm going to get back into the game as soon as possible. Uh, but you know, some of our famous sports people are now 20, 30 years down the track. They're mm. suffering the effects of uh, brain damage. Uh, for instance, I suppose early-stage dementia. Why does it take sometimes take so long for 
to raise a red flag? Or would that red flag have been waving in the background between when they did the damage to 20 years later? Mm. I think it's it's a relatively new conversation mm. that's being had and it's a relatively new stigma in the big scheme of things that, that we're trying to break down. So there was a there was the mentality based on the research and the knowledge that we had at the time that you just get up and keep going because yeah. that's what we did, especially yes. in, in the c- culture of Kiwis. You know, yes. we just we get up and we carry on because um, it would be negatively looked on if we were to stop kind of thing, especially if there's no vis- visible injury. Yeah. Um, so some of the, the people that we're hearing from now, some of our top sportsmen and sportswomen, mm-hmm. um, can recognise that this happened to them then and maybe they didn't know at the time what they needed to do Mm. so they just carried on because that's what was normal and because of that process looking different to what it should be um, the longer term effects we're starting to see. Yep, there definitely can just be physical symptoms and it's also important to recognise what might have what might have changed in terms of your your mental well being and mm-hmm. how you how you're getting on with day to day life and one of the really really important ways to look at that is what was happening for you before your injury yeah. and what has come up after and that way we can recognise actually hey you've you've taken a knock to your head or your body and this is what's happened as a result yeah yeah so I hit my head got an injury I'd even been to hospital come out and everyone says yep. You're right, Ken, um, but I might be suffering some uh, side effects down the track, and the uh, medical authorities might well say to me, they might not, I might have to find out myself, <laughs> they might say, you need to go and see the team at Brain Injury Hawks Bay. Is that what happens? Does someone recommend that I come and see, or do I need to, as a, someone who's been concussed, do I need to find that information out for myself? Um, that's part of the work that we're doing at the moment, is to go out and meet those community organisations that our, our people are going mm-hmm. to, so that they know that we're here to refer to. Um, so some some ways, I guess that's moving in the right direction yes. for us, that more more organisations are becoming aware of, of the work that we're doing and the fact that we're available. Um, but if not, if you're not receiving that um, advice from elsewhere, then of course you can come and, and make contact with us yourself yes. as well. And that's the great thing about your organisation. I can just walk in off the street and say, I need some help. Absolutely, and that's what we're here for. We're here because we know there's a need in our community and we're working to, to show that need, to identify that need and then, then meet it really with, yeah. with everyone that's experiencing these brain injuries. We've only got five minutes to go and I just wonder, so I, I realise that I need some help. I knock on your door and I say, hey, Kate, uh, how can you help me? How can you help me, Kate? Well, we've got a few different services at Brain Injury Hawks Bay. So we have a liaison service that comes alongside um, anyone that's had a brain injury really to to support, to um, provide assistance with navigating things with the health mm-hmm. system, ACC, working income, lots of different areas where people find quite that can be quite challenging. Um, and we can advocate for you if you're having some challenges in that area. So the big part of our role is really coming alongside. Yes. It's us hearing from you what's going on for you and what is it that you need. There's no set formula um, because every person's needs are different. We're running peer support groups. We're running whānau support groups, as we mentioned. Um, so we can we can work alongside your family. We can come 
alongside one-on-one and even if it's to help get a better understanding of what it is that's happening for you and mm-hmm. what it is that happened when you had that injury yep. um, we've found that to be really valuable as well so it's it's information support advocacy education and and listening listening yeah. hearing your story now those peer support groups that you run do they happen every week so um, we all get together and we all have a bit of a chin wag and we say look well, I'm, I'm experiencing this or yeah, or just being in the same room as people who know what you're going through must be a good thing yeah yeah and that's one of the biggest things that we we get feedback from those support groups is actually it's a it's a safe space for mm. our clients to meet with people who have had a similar experience um so we have they run every month and there's one in Hastings, one in Taradale and one in Central Hawke's Bay. Um, so those, the details of those peer support groups all go up over our Facebook and Instagram pages, Brain Injury Hawke's Bay. Otherwise, you can get in contact with Katie um, on 0687868875 and she would love to, to hear your story and tell you about the different options for our peer support groups. One last question before I let you get back to work because I know you're busy. What makes a good day for you? So you get home, you pour yourself a big glass of orange juice, you put your feet up. What makes you think, wow, that was a great day? I think it's an incredible privilege to be able to hear the stories of those who have a brain injury. And for me, it's it's an honour to listen and I can identify that anyone that's walking through our doors, they're the expert in mm-hmm. their life, they're yes. the expert in their journey. It's not it's not us or anyone that has a qualification. And for me, um, where I feel, you know, most thankful and, and grateful is to be in a position to listen and to that all of these people in our community are actually having the courage to share something that's incredibly challenging to mm, share. Well said. And if I want to contact you or come along to Brain Injury Hawks Bay, what's your f- contact phone number and what's the physical address? Yep, so our phone number is 0687868875. And when you ring up that number, you'll get a list um, of all of our staff members in our different roles so that then you can push the right extension for who you might be wanting to get in touch with. Otherwise, my cell phone number is 0276476056. So feel free to give me a call about anything that we've been speaking about today. And our address is 405C King Street North. Hastings. So we are opposite the Hastings Health Centre next door to Cape Physio. Kate, as always, my pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time. Thanks for having me. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.